Hey, and thanks for joining us on this week's episode of For All Things Lexington, the only show dedicated to Lexington, South Carolina, and where a spade is always a spade. Here, we'll talk to and about people, places, groups, things to do, and places to go in and around Lexington, South Carolina. I'm your host, Angela Barrett, and this is For All Things Lexington. Hey, Ryan, thank you so much for being with me today. I am so glad you're here on this very muggy, muggy day. Yes, it is. Thanks for having me. (laughs) What a pleasure and an honor and uh, a joy to be here with you today. Thanks, thanks. Um, Now, you are the executive director of the Nancy K. Perry Children's Shelter. Correct. And how long have you been doing that? I have had the honor of uh, leading that team since the end of 2018. So. 2018. And uh, now what did you do before that? I have been in uh, the world of mental health for over uh, 12 years now. Uh, I've served uh, everywhere from uh, adult in outpatient to couples to family in home to um, child and adolescent, uh, what we call a PRTF, mental health hospital. Uh, which is a full lockdown hospital. Uh, we did uh, school, everything in-house. Um, ran an acute unit there for kids that were actively uh, suicidal and struggling with that. Um, and then kids that just struggled functioning in society. So, uh, And then I came to a much more calm, relaxed place and <laughs> uh, had the opportunity to move to Lexington. My wife got a promotion uh, in the Columbia area, so it was either the north side of Aiken or Lexington, and obviously the great town and atmosphere and school districts for our kiddos um, called us to Lexington and uh, found this opportunity to serve uh, children here. Oh, well, good. Well, so, um, and y'all, so you moved here in 2018. Yeah, in 18, beginning of 18. Gotcha. And you came from Aiken, right? Yep. We lived in, my wife was born and raised. I lived there for 15 years, transplant from out west in Colorado, so. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought I saw somewhere you were from Colorado yep. originally. Yeah. Night, uh, great place uh, to grow up, though. Um, yes. <laughs> now, did you ski? I did ski. Um, the great joy of going to school out there is in high school, they gave you free gold passes. Oh. Um, and uh, as long as you stayed drug free, you got a gold pass and um, you got yeah. to ski as many days out of you want, out of the year as you wanted. And it was, it was fabulous. Of course, after high school, when I actually had to pay for it, I stopped skiing. Um, because <laughs> yeah, they got expensive. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but up until then, it was, yeah, I skied uh, kind of, uh, my skiing career kind of came to a, uh, not an abrupt halt, but a slow, steady halt after I broke my femur my senior year of high Ooh. school. So, yeah, that kind of ended that. And how did you do that? Football? I hit a tree ski. And, no, oh, I, oh, my goodness. I, uh, yeah, I took a nice it. spill and course the days before helmets and all that other stuff and, right um just praise god i'm here <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um so now the nancy perry nancy k perry yeah. children's shelter started 1972 by nancy perry yes uh sort of um it actually was started by a, a coalition of county council members um who saw the need for uh, children in foster care or children without parents in the Lexington area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that coalition created uh, 
a shelter, the Lexington Children's Shelter at that time. And Nancy K. Perry was the first executive director. So she was appointed by that council um, as the executive director. And then over time, and of course, she was the executive director up until 2000. And, so from 1972 to 2002, I wow. believe. Um, um, so obviously, the, at some point in time, they changed the name to the Nancy K. Perry Children's Shelter for obvious reasons. Sure. <laughs> uh, she had a major impact of foster care on the state, um, which is now known as uh, Palmetto Association for Family and Children. She helped to start which is an advocate for foster care kids around the state. And the, that organization is still going. Um, she, you know, I can't, every time I go somewhere and I end up wearing a shirt out, I end up getting stopped and being like, oh, I knew Nancy. And there's another great, fabulous story to her uh, achievements, not only in Lexington, but across the state. And uh, so she ended up passing away, I believe in 2006. I may have that date wrong, but I believe in 2006, um, and then there was an executive director from uh, 02 to 2017. And then I'm only the third executive director. So. Yeah, wow. Um, that's got to be some... A big torch to carry. Yeah, I was going to say, she used to fill torch to carry yes. something. <laughs> yeah, right. So now tell me what um, the shelter does. So we are uh, a foster care children's shelter. We house kids that have been pulled from the home by DSS. Um, and then we also provide outpatient services for families at risk for losing their kids. Um, so talk about the shelter a little bit. We, we are a 14 bed facility. Um, primarily back in the day, um, several years ago, we actually took anywhere from birth to 18. Mm -hmm. Um, Federal laws have changed, state laws have changed, the direction of the Department of Social Services has changed a little bit. Uh, and we are now um, in care of and have the opportunity to care for uh, middle high school kids. So 12 to actually 19. Uh, so no longer the young No longer the young kiddos, uh, which some of my staff are very saddened about because uh, young kiddos are great. Um, you just count to three. That's and, right. And that's all you gotta do for a redirection. Unfortunately, that doesn't work on middle high school kids. Um, so we got to get real creative about how we um, help coach and make these kids successful because that is our primary vision. Uh, we believe that every child can be successful if the right environment's created. So we do that twofold. We do that in the shelter by creating a family style environment so children can heal and grow mm -hmm. past their traumas uh, that they've experienced and hopefully be successful in the world. Um, and we also do that in our outpatient services by teaching a healthy family environment within the home so that kids don't get pulled from the home and they can thrive better in their own home. And of course, in a more healthier environment. So when we're talking the type of children, this could be anywhere from neglect, yeah. living in a terribly dirty, nasty home, um, or not being fed, kind of neglect. Right. I'm sure there's more than that that I probably can't imagine, don't want to, uh, or shouldn't, um, <laughs> uh, to abused children, whether it be physically or emotionally. Neglected abused are the two primary reasons we get kids. We're not a behavioral facility. Um, so like I talked about in previous employment, we don't get kids that really have a mental health diagnosis. Um, 
or struggle with behaviors, even though we do because of the abuse and neglect. They definitely yes, they definitely do have what we call maladaptive behaviors. They were taught how to cope with the world in the wrong way. Um, so we seek to correct that. We have a uh, licensed clinical social worker on staff um, who's also a supervisor. So she supervises two other clinical social workers or masters of social work folks. Um, I believe, I believe I'm going to give them the credit where credit's due. I, I think they're both licensed. So they're both licensed master social workers. Um, so we have very educated. I'm a licensed professional counselor. So a lot of my direction, um, vision, so forth is rooted in therapy uh, to help these kids, again, overcome their trauma and be able to kind of manage their emotions, their behaviors. Um, I always say that being a teenager is difficult anyway. It was a lot easier when you and I grew up. Um, but in today's world with social media and everything else, it's- I don't have my phone on me. Yeah. I would raise that. <laughs> yes. there, there's our problem. Yes, that there's, is, that is social media. entirely true. <laughs> um, I'll put vapes right up there too, because I probably struggled with that and thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, kids these days definitely struggle. Um, I make the comment that, uh, you know, when you and I left school, we left at three, three o'clock, three thirty. We get to go home. We get to unplug from the world, get rest, um, cope with whatever we dealt with at school and then go back the next day. There is no leaving school with nowadays. You are on social media. You're connected 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So helping kids manage that alone is difficult, as parents know. Uh, but then adding trauma and neglect and abuse and rejection um, from your primary family uh, on top of that is always challenging. So the kids that come to you, for the most part, I know probably are not diagnosed with what we would call large um, behavioral issues, but they're certainly and most definitely probably all coping mechanisms for sure. For sure. We see a lot of depression, anxiety, um, a lot of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, a lot of acute stress disorder. So kids that have been pulled from the home, you know, sometimes with acute stress, we can manage it because it only lasts about six to nine months. Um, and we can kind of help manage that so it doesn't get into full-blown post-traumatic stress mm -hmm. uh, where they're triggered by um, certain situations, circumstances, um, and so forth. How long do most of these kids stay? So our average length of stay is about six to nine months. Uh, we have kids stay a day. We have kids stay years, two years. I think the longest I've had was a five-year stint of a kiddo who ended up graduating high school with us. Um, back in 2019, so. And so five years, that's a, that's a, that's a long time. So there was never time or a, a chance to find permanent home or there was always that maybe possibility could go back to their original home or. For, so DSS's goal and objective is always to find kinship care. If their primary family doesn't work or their primary home doesn't work is to find kinship care, which is relatives or people outside their primary home to take care of the child. When that can't be found, we're utilized um, for a more long-term kind of care. Okay. Um, yeah, our goal is to always help DSS reunite, uh, and we do, and we provide our, 
our brief strategic family therapy, um, which we utilize for our outpatient. We'll do, we'll provide that service for families that are looking to get their kids back and hopefully again, help build a more healthier environment within their home. Um, but the challenge we have with the middle high school kids is that finding placement for them is very difficult. Um, and we get the great honor and joy of helping them through their right. high school career and hopefully helping them launch into college. Uh, we have a great kiddo right now who's, um, I think she's finally settled on Midlands Tech. Uh, I think uh, she was going to Newberry, uh, which would have been a great thing for her. I think just the anxiety, of course, of launching. <laughs> she wants to be a little closer to home and to us, and uh, we'd love to have her still. Um, so, so she, would she stay with y'all? So we're licensed to 19. And okay. we actually, I I made that change a year or two ago um, because of incidents like her. We had kids that obviously when they come from neglect and abuse, they, they're not always caught up with school and, and so forth. So we have a lot of kids that graduated at 19, 18, and 19. Right. Um, primarily 18 uh, instead of graduating at 17. So we changed our license for another year so we can help those kids that are turned 18 in their senior year finish school and, and maintain a structured placement. So what so what happens at 19? I mean, So we've been working with her. I'm, I'm I wasn't saying, ready to go at 19. Right. <laughs> uh, so we work with her, DSS. Uh, we get uh, help from, from DSS and their funding uh, to find her. Um, she gets help with education uh, and so forth. Obviously, grants. She still has to work for it, life scholarships and all that. She has to work for all that. Um, but there are other facilities that provide a transition, what we call transitional living. Uh -huh. um, so she'll she'll find an apartment and a placement there while she goes to school. Oh, well, that'd be good. So, but of course, we're dealing um, with her of all the things possible is boyfriend situations and all that other fun stuff oh, you deal with. Yeah, yeah. Great teenagers. Wow. <laughs> so I mean. These kids, they are in high school, so um, do they go on dates like normal? Or are they allowed to do that? Oh, or? you're asking me a father question. <laughs> uh, the balance between executive director and being a father. Um, yeah, they are allowed to go on dates. Um, obviously, the protocols we have in place, the security, the safety we have for these kids is um, my kids are doomed. My personal <laughs> kids are doomed uh, is when they turn uh, the age of high school kids and they're they're in trouble. Um, but yeah, our protocols, our safety, our background checks, we still have to do background checks on most everybody. And um, yeah, it's, it's, but yeah, we, our whole goal is to give these kids opportunities they necessarily wouldn't have had. Um, and dating in a healthy environment is definitely one of those things. Sure. Going out with friends in a healthy environment is one of those things. Having healthy friends is one of those things that they wouldn't have experienced if they would have been in the, the placement that they, they were in originally. Um, so we, we do everything from, talk about other activities. Um, they get to hang out with friends, go on dates. We take them to the bowling alley, skating rink. Um, we take them out on boats. Um, because they go to public school. They go to public school. Some uh, high school football games. Yes, they did play. We got a high school football, senior high school football player now. Um, we have one in ROTC. Uh, we have one on the basketball team and one in band. 
So we are a going household all the time. So right now, do you have 14 kids? We do not. We have, I think, seven kids right now. So um, as everybody else, staffing is always an issue for us, (laughs) just as much as it is for everyone else. Um, So that kind of dictates how many kids we can have at a certain time. And so speaking of staffing, you guys are a nonprofit. We are. And um, so money is... um, as always, tight and is has to be spent very, very carefully. How many people on staff do you have, and then how many volunteers do you have? So we have um, eleven on staff, eleven people, and that's and there's only three of us that are not direct care. Uh, so we have a business HR manager, uh, we have an admin assistant, and then myself, mm-hmm. uh, and those are the three people that even though we're all direct care. Sure. We're essentially not direct care. Uh, we have a clinical director, two counselors, uh, and we have a facility manager who oversees all the donations and, and oversees our mentors. Um, and we have five mentors on staff as well. Fully staff. Fully staffed. Fully, when, we're, when we're fully staffed. Um, so we have five mentors and that puts, and we run a seven on seven off shift. So the, our staff are there for seven days, 24 hours a day, and then they get seven days off. So oh, wow. hopefully we, our goal in that is to uh, reduce burnout and increase retention, obviously. Um, and then we have one mentor that's there every evening uh, to help as well. Well, and I'm sure, although, you know, seven days on and seven days off, that probably helps the kids as well so yeah. that there's not so much change. There's already been right. so, there's been so many changes already. Right, we've, we've I did a uh, big study on other facilities and of course my past history at, where we ran three shifts a day and it really didn't provide the structure for kids. Uh, that accountability, the structure, um, again, having one shift change a week, you know, we're able to talk about what happened last week, talk about what needs to happen the next week. Everybody's on the same page as far as um, what we're doing, where kids are going, disciplines that have been put into place, um, consequences that need to be held accountable to, right. uh, and so forth. So it's it works out very well. The kids definitely get that um, consistency week to week. Uh, and the, you're right, it provides them that structure that they need some, each and some every day. Some sense of stability, yeah. yeah. And so now you have do you have like a boy-girl kind of dorm situation? I mean, how does that work? We do. We have two hallways, both boys and girls. We do take both both genders, um, boys and girls. And I, I joke, our whole one of our main goals is just keep separated. Um, it seems to be the challenge a lot of times. <laughs> I was um, going to say, have we ever had any fell in love, got married stories that you know? Uh, I don't know if we've gotten to the got married part. <laughs> <laughs> But well, we have, we've had definitely had the fall in love part. <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so we have two halls and of course, obviously the security, the safety, security cameras. Uh, sure. It's it's a fine balance between a family style environment and making it feel like a home, but also making it secure, not only for the kids, but the staff and so forth. So. Sure. So, um how do, I know you said DSS, but how do they actually, what's the process and how they get to you and how are they chosen to get to you right. guys? So it, obviously, it is a very small um, 
intimate sort of space. space. That's yeah. right. So uh, I actually read a report this morning. There's about, I believe, there was 250 kids in foster care in Lexington County last year. So there's obviously other facilities around the state. Sure. I'll hit 14. Um, where kids from Lexington County go. Obviously, we have mandated reporters such as churches, schools, teachers. Uh, and that's where a lot of the reports start. Um, doctor's offices, therapists, um, where they recognize something is not right within the home. Uh, and of course they make a report, DSS will go in and investigate it. And if DSS feels like that environment is not safe for the child, they will remove the child. Uh, they send us a whole breakdown universal. Sometimes we have a lot of information on there. Sometimes we have very little because that child just got pulled from the home. And it's like, sure. well, we don't know anything about this kid. Um, sometimes we get referrals where they've been in several times and now finally, you know, we've gotten to the point where it's no longer safe and they want to pull it from the home. So we get more information for us. It's a balance. Um, we have to review that. And it obviously goes through a clinical practice, clinical process of, um, just kind of looking at where that child is, where they fit, where they fit with the kids we already have. Cause at any point in time, I can have 10 to seven kids that I'm already working on treatment and re- and getting through and they're already finding success, I got to be very careful about the children we bring in as well because I don't want to ruin their progress um, and so forth. So it is always a fine balance. Uh, We have asked children, um, kids to leave before. Mm. Um, But of course, even that's a process in itself. Um, We're a very gracious (laughs) facility. Um, We've had several kids call us back after we've gone through that process and be like, can I come back, please? You know, and right. we have taken some back and, and obviously some of just, we just don't feel like we'll work out best with right with us in our environment. So um, the money that you guys um, obviously comes from donations and fundraisers. And so where where does all that, how does it, how does it happen? So we have great support. Um, DSS is our primary um, obviously, funder. Um, we get paid through the state for having the children heads in beds and also providing our outpatient service. Um, about 52% come from the state. Uh, the rest comes from community grants and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, we have great community supports through Lexington Medical Center, Mount Horeb United Methodist Church, um, Lexington One School District, we get funds through Title I uh, that helps us provide a tutor um, and experiences for the kids through museums, travel, mm-hmm. uh, and so forth. And we also have a tutor that comes in uh, every day during the school year, on Monday through Thursday, and helps the kids with their homework, make sure they're on track, and so forth. Uh, but then the rest of it comes from the community as well. So. And through what resources? I mean, are there particular fund drives or there, um, I know, long time ago, Tokyo Joe did a concert. And yeah, he did. That was awesome. Yeah, we'll uh, have to get with Greg and tell him to step up his game. Yeah, come on back. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we have several. I didn't several organ- him, I heard back. We have several <laughs> organizations and, uh, and uh, events like that that definitely partner with us to do that. Uh, and that's great help throughout the year. One of our biggest things that uh, Lexington residents have seen in their mailbox 
is around Thanksgiving, everybody gets a nice letter um, kind of talking about where we've been, what we've done throughout the year, and of course, requesting donations through that. And the response to the community through that is always exceptional. Um, and that's a great way to partner with us. Um, another great way to partner with us um, individually is going on our website. And of course, we take every Venmo, Cash App, all, yeah. all, the, all the things. Uh, and, and being a monthly partner and, and donating monthly uh, to help us um, through our budget throughout the year. Mm -hmm. um, I think our last financial report we got was about 80%, just over 80% of every dollar goes direct care. Um, and then of course, the rest of that just goes to overhead and all the other stuff we have to manage, HR stuff. Sure. And, uh, but 80% of your dollar goes to direct to the care of the kids and our patient services. Um, which is a very high percentage for most nonprofits. Um, so we partner, that's a huge, huge thing that mail out every, every year. Mm -hmm. uh, and then of course going on partnering monthly. Uh, we also partner with organizations, um, Southeastern Freight, Publix, Dominion, um, Keller Williams out of Columbia was one that just came by. Um, I feel like I'm missing a thousand of them, uh, I'll, pro I'll probably get in trouble for not <laughs> for missing some, for missing some. Right? But uh, yeah, we have orders folks that come do a drive. Um, will come help us because the facility is always was, our building was built in 1992, 93, so we're definitely hitting that cusp of uh, things being out of date. Uh, sure. Painting is always something that uh, needs to be done, um, and we have a lot of organizations. I'll, I'll name one organization that partners with us very much, which is, uh, I'm, you know, I hope I'm saying this right, Masonic Lodge in downtown Lexington. Mm -hmm. um, they're great. They just took our kids on a, on a lake day out on boats. Uh, I saw that. You know, Neat. hot dogs and all the fixings and all that. So uh, they did a great thing for lake day. They help us out every year uh, during Christmas, putting up decorations, uh, They'll come do small maintenance stuff for us. Uh, but yeah, partnering with organizations that come and do a day of, of work for us is always great. Um, and then doing drives it, within their within their organization, whether it be gift card drives. Um, everybody asks, what do you need for the facility? Uh, it's always, how we always say, anything it takes to run a house times it by 14. Right. Uh, and, so, and then times it by two because they're all teenagers and they go through things <laughs> twice as fast. <laughs> right. Um, so paper products, anything like that. Um, so the ways that people can donate um, or help, like if somebody said, all right, I want to help today. Sure. Um, they, Like you said. Monetarily, yeah. they can go on our website and, and donate, become a monthly partner. Right. Uh, which is a great help. Um, they can also, if through whatever organization, uh, whether it be work or just social organization they're a part of, they can do a gift card drive, which always helps us. Um, our grocery budget, like everybody's, is going through the roof. Right. Um, so that's always helpful for us. Walmart gift cards, uh, clothing gift cards. Uh, I talked about um, kids only staying with us for a day. Uh, we had one kiddo that came in, um, Asked her where her stuff was. Was it in the car? She said no. Was it at her house? No. Where did she stay? She didn't have anything. She had absolutely nothing. 
Uh, well, she was only with us for, for a day. So the, the joy was through donations and things we've had stockpiled. She was able to go back to our shed and she walked out the next day with two duffel bags full of clothes, undergarments, clothing, shoes, socks, all the stuff she needs just to, just to feel like she had something of her own. And so when people are donating like clothes and things like that, we're, we won't, I guess we would need sizes and, or just do gift cards for that. Kind gift of cards are the greatest thing. Yeah. Um, Cause then we're able to stockpile what we need. Um, in our shed, um, which was donated through Leadership Lexington County several years ago, which was a fabulous blessing. Uh, but we're able to stockpile that shed and make sure we have all the appropriate items that the kids need when they show up and whatever, whatever, uh, I guess, whatever they look like showing up. We can right. help them out. We can provide them what they need. Um, because at teenage age, I mean, you're talking about all the things that go with, like, boys shave and girls, you know, have their own thing. Yes. You need everything. Yeah. I mean. So, um, hygiene products are always right. great. Um, paper products are always great. Um, it's always good to have those on, sure. on, on hand. And now what about, I mean, like if... Um, what is the biggest thing y'all are needing right now? Not in form of goods or money, but like physical work. What's what's what can Lexington? Some of the Lexington people help with like right now, um, like painting or you need flooring or I don't know whatever. What, well, <laughs> what would be the need? We are in a unique spot. Uh, we had a eighty-gallon storage tank. Um, decide not to hold water on us several months ago. Oh boy. Uh, so that was a fun adventure. Uh, so right now, nothing because we're going through that process. Right. So we don't know what that's going to cover and so forth. So we have the house a little torn up at the moment, but uh, plans to being uh, put back together. Uh, I think we're going to work with, uh, we've been working with Surf Pro mm -hmm. uh, and Carpet One, Steve over at Carpet One, two right. great organizations that. that I mean, incredibly generous to help us through this process and make sure we get uh, everything we need and come out sure come out better than we went in. Uh, they've been fabulous in their efforts. Um, and as far as the community is concerned, right now, really, it is just uh, gift card, paper products, clothing, um, monetary. Uh, those are the biggest. Um, one of the things that uh, if. Um, if residents of Lexington County want to sponsor is, um, I guess, adventures. Yeah. Whether it be nice. like Carowinds, uh, if they want to say, hey, look, we'll give $100 for the kids to go to Carowinds, obviously. It costs sure. us about $2,000 to take everybody gas. Yeah. All that other fun stuff. Uh, food. Um, high school kids can eat. I don't. Yes. <laughs> they have no problem eating. Where um, it goes, who knows? Yes. <laughs> um, they have no problem with that. But, uh, yeah, if if they want to put $100 or $1,000 or even $2,000 to say, hey, look, I want to send all the kids to Carolines or I want to send the kids um, to some adventure yeah. anywhere else, um, we would love to do that. Uh, we do rent boats throughout the year uh, just to get the kids on the lake so they can have that experience. That's a great uh, opportunity for them. Um, we've done rafting down the Saluda before. That's um, fun. So, yeah, we make sure the kids definitely have the experiences that they've never had before. 
Yeah. I love that. Um, sometimes we went one time last year and uh, the water was so slow. We had to paddle most of it. I was like, oh, I'm going to make sure I read the water report <laughs> before we go. Like next time. <laughs> that took a while. Yes, I bet. <laughs> So um, I think you and I were talking a little bit early. So we have at least one thing in common. We're both Jeepers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're a lot of fun. Now, being up in Colorado, I guess you were able to experience real off-roading, I guess. Uh, not yeah, what we call little, mudding down here. A little here. different environment out there than it is here. But, uh, yeah, we get, uh, it is kind of my therapy. Um, my wife smiles and smirks at me when I say I broke something. <laughs> Another uh, axle. Another axle, another <laughs> hub, something. Um, she smiles and lets me have my therapy. Oh, that's um, good. So it's it's a joy. We get to get the whole family out and get to um, go to different places around here. But yeah, I, I definitely I, um, don't have to, I didn't have to travel as far being uh, from Colorado where I grew up to go find something. Yeah. Here you got to travel just a little bit. So right. not too bad. That's right. Nick, um, because you have two girls and a little boy. I do. I have uh, two kiddos, two girls, and my son who's just turned two. Um, so they wow. are a true blessing. Yeah. Well, good for you. Uh, but yeah, the Jeep, it is fun. Uh, but like you said, it's, it's more mudding around here. Than... A, little bit, <laughs> a little bit more rain and dirt. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Now, you came from Colorado. Did you go... Uh, Interesting. You went to the University of South Carolina, Aiken, and got right. both your, I guess, your bachelor in psychology and a master's over there. I did. And so that's how you ended up in Aiken, right? Well, um, uh, my, <laughs> there guy, there <laughs> my, my, there's always, a, as we said earlier, uh, things never go according to plan. Right. Um, my godly story is that, you know, I graduated high school 79 out of 100 kids. I was not the brightest academically um and you know i got kicked out of college a year and a half into it i just it was not my timing um but i moved down here my family had already moved here um my sister's big into horses she was in the camden area um so they already moved down here and i needed a change in my atmosphere and made the move down here um and you know god's calling on my life was to heal others. Um, and of course that was a process in itself to figure that out. Um, as most of it is. And, uh, yeah, psychology was my calling and, uh, yeah, I had to go back to school and start from Aiken tech, work my GPA back up to even get into the door at USC Aiken and, uh, graduated from there. Um, with psychology degree, went on to Liberty university and my master's of professional counseling degree. And then for some reason, I thought it'd be a great idea to go back to USC Aiken <laughs> and get my MBA um, while having our second kiddo. Oh, which no. I, don't, I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. But uh, yeah, it's uh, going from barely graduating high school to two master's degrees is uh, a truly a, a God calling and uh, the opportunity just to serve women and children and, and help make their lives better is a true blessing. And yes, a, and absolutely. a calling for sure. Yeah, well, we're, we're glad you're here and we're glad you're doing what you're doing. That's well, for sure. <laughs> so now what is um, your favorite place 
to go in Lexington or a thing to do in Lexington. It won't be a mud hole, but well, if you ask my kids, it's going to be flight deck. Um, I think every 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 time I say, "Hey, let's go out," hey, first words out of their mouth is flight deck. Um, you know. They just want to go play video games. And sure. <laughs> the atmosphere over there is very kid-friendly. Right. Um, so it's, uh, my wife and I uh, love the amphitheater. Um, I get the great honor of also being a Rotarian here in Lexington County. Um, so the Oyster Roast, the amphitheater, um, is, is a great venue for us to just take the family, let the kids run around. Um, I mean, there's not many places that has this much activity that I would trust my kids being able to run down to the bottom of the amphitheater, play around and feel safe with, with them doing that. Um, and that's just the joy of Lexington. Yeah. I was going to say, if there is one thing that I can say, you know, somebody say, my, from out of, you know, family members here from out of town, you didn't lock the door. I'm like, in Lexington. Yeah. I don't know if that's a fault sense of security, (laughs) but I mean, I, I don't think there is some comfort in in just our our culture and right. our environment here uh, and uh, just what we've established and and uh, yeah it's it's a great venue yeah. too. and it a very much a family place. family friendly environment uh, to live, yeah. downtown the amphitheater I know they have movie nights at the amphitheater right. there of course concerts. Uh, I see Frozen 2's coming out soon. Oh, boy. I do care. I'll be watching that. No, I'll go uh, with your girls. So. Uh, y'all can have a date night. <laughs> it, uh, it, I'll be watching that one, too. I guess the Mermaid one came out, too. Yes. We've already been to that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's our favorite endeavors here. In, uh, like, you know, obviously, the school district called us here sure. as well. Um, it was just a no-brainer for us. Um, having two young kiddos and now three young kiddos, mm-hmm. um, them being in the Lexington One School District has been fabulous. So. Yeah, it is a great place to raise kids. It's a great place to live, and um, we—I mean, I've been here for longer than I'd probably like to say, but came here, went to Columbia College, and then moved straight into Lexington yeah. out of it. So yeah, it has been a wonderful place to be. Um, so if there is one thing that you want everybody to know about um, the Nancy K. Perry Children's Shelter, what is it? That we exist. Um, <laughs> uh, I hear a lot of times that, uh, oh, I didn't even know there was a children's shelter here in Lexington. Yeah, we're here. Uh, we've been here for 50 years now. Right. Um, but it's uh, we were a county entity for a long time, um, so there wasn't a lot of marketing that had to be done on our end. Um, we are no longer a county entity. We are our own private nonprofit. Um, so, which is great. And of course, I should I should mention Lexington County because they're still a supporter of us. Um, but uh, we have to go raise our own funds now. So, uh, what I would love people to know is that we exist. We're out there. We're serving kids and trying to make uh, these kids' futures brighter and help make them successful so that the Lexington community can grow and be successful as well. And we don't perpetuate the problems um, that we know can be solved. And we can help these kids find success and be um, good members of our community and so forth. Yeah, because the percentage of 
children that leave y'all are successful. I mean, the the vast percentage. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Y'all do a great job. Well, thank yeah. you. And we are um, so glad that you're there. And so if anybody's listening, uh, make sure you get to the website. And I want to say. Yep. Our website is uh, www.nkp4kids.org. The number four kids. NKP, the number four kids.org. Perfect. All right, so everybody get on there and find out um, how you can give and um, uh, let's rally and uh, make sure it all happens for these kids. Well, thank you very much for having us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for hanging out with us today, and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or have a person, business, idea, an event that Lexington needs to know more about, email me, local at forallthingslexington.com. That's the number four, y'all. This episode was brought to you by the Real Estate Agents at Home Matters, building on service, relationships, and on what matters to you. Find out how you matter and how they can help you with buying and selling your home at homematterssc.com.